Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next workshop coming up April 15th through the 17th in Texas. So call us today at 210-822-8201 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you doing today? I am blessed to be alive and going forward and growing today, and I want to thank God for that. Yeah, it is It is good to be alive. Uh, you know, we are, we are getting into spring here in the South Texas area, and of course, you know, that always comes with a little bit of trepidation because we know that just a, just a few short weeks it seems like we will be into the middle of our hot you know summer but it is you know I think sometimes it's good each and every day to just think of at least one thing that we can be thankful for and I think sometimes we I know that I can overlook the obvious and that is that oh, wow I have breath in my lungs and I you know I'm, I'm able to stand upright and you know just stuff that is so easy to take for granted, and yet I'm very thankful that yes. uh, I've got the health I have and, and am able to do this with you. So mm. we're excited about that. Um, so, Stephen, we have these workshops, you know, that uh, we have guys come to, and it's a three-day workshop for men. And, man, so many guys have been very gracious along the way to say, hey, how can how can we help? And 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 so um, what we want to do this this week is— is there's sort of some uh, some typical things that we see in the guys at the workshop, and this is not to say that these men are are typical. I mean, each of them is unique and and valued individually, but there are some patterns that we see, or some some types 
that we see as far as when it comes to emotion and those kind of things. And so let's let's try to dive in this week and take a look at some of the things that we see regularly at the workshop that might then be able to help the more general population of our listeners out there that might be struggling in some of these same areas so that we can hopefully broaden our impact and help help more men work through some of these emotional detachment issues. Thank you. And I also would like to thank the Gateway Men. Mm-hmm. If you're one of the Gateway Men that's been to one of our conferences, every man that has attended that I asked, if we could use some material, never a name, we never identify who someone is or where they're from or any of that, but if we could use material, every man has said yes. And so if you're a Gateway Man and you've let us poke around in your thought process, and you shared insight. It's not for Jonathan and I. It's for this program mm-hmm. that we hope goes out to thousands of people that listen. They get one little piece that they can put together with another little piece and create a template of health and growth. And And the purpose is really to honor God in all of our being. So so we've noticed this this pattern of men that come in to the workshop and what their emotions look like. And I'm going to get, I'm going to say, I think four of them that come to my mind, and we'll just, as we go along, everything we we do is a process. We're never done. And so the anger is the number one that comes in. Men get angry, and just in a, an emotional situation that's difficult, they just get angry. And then we know that anger is very powerful, and it works. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to back up i got to back up and say a little bit more before I get into the categories. So I'm talking to one of these gateway men, and he uh, it's obvious that he's um, sort of stunted because he, he uses a couple of basic things, but in terms of emotionally healthy and alive and feeling and sharing, he's underdeveloped. And he's been in recovery for a while. He said, I'm really bored with all the recovery work. I need to do something else. And I said, good. Now you have to do emotional work because he goes to meetings and he's a leader and they set boundaries and they have calls and they have accountability. All that's great stuff. In the beginning, you need all of that stuff. But would you agree with this guy's thought that after a while, just doing recovery stuff sort of gets old? Mm -hmm. I almost think of it like this. If, you know, the recovery work is clearing all of the debris from the the building of your life that you have blown up from your addiction. And so you have all this rubble and, and debris. And recovery is clearing all of that debris and clearing the land, cleaning the land mm. in order to put the foundation and build the new structure. And so if you're only in recovery, you're just in this constant cleaning process. Well, there's a point at which the debris is cleaned up. There's a point at which the land is is clear. And what are you going to do ready. now? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because w- when we talk about oh, um, detached, emotionally detached men that can't stay present and engaged very well, they you zone out, get lost, get mad, whatever. Uh, what we find in the guys that we work with is they've over-sexualized themselves. So they're doing way too much sexual thinking and and planning and planning and remembering the last encounter and when can they get off by themselves and look at some fantasy material or our plan to go do a little inappropriate flirt. Whatever they're doing, they're just full of that. 
which means something has suffered along the way, and oftentimes it's their emotional development has suffered mm -hmm. because they were over-sexualized. So, so this gentleman comes in, and he says, I'm bored with just doing the same thing over and over. I want to do something else, and I have an anger problem. And so we just start talking about it. And he comes back, and he tells me this little plan that he's mapped out. But wait a minute, I've got to back up again. This might be a show of a lot of backing up. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't given people the boxes. I wanted to say, when men come to our retreat weekends, they come in angry. And there's nice angry, and then there's ugly angry. Nice angry people will just be sort of passive aggressive and just not talk to you and just ignore you. And they're nice angry people. They suck it inside. And But mean angry people blow it outside. Okay, so so they come in with one of four presentations. They're either angry. We see that a lot. Number two, they're lost. And so when you ask them what's going on, they say, I don't know. Well, what do you think? That's your favorite answer, right? Steve? I don't know. <laughs> the lost guys... I, he says that because I jumped down their throat. And, <laughs> Don't tell me that. You know something. You, you got to say you something. You better tell yeah. me one piece of information. Oh, so I'll just tell the listeners. I don't let people tell me I don't know because they're just trying to flag me off. And everybody knows something. Say something. I need time. That's a new question. But don't tell me I don't know. That's just your default escape detach routine. So, but they come in lost. And how do you know a lost person? They say, I don't know a lot. And they look, they glaze over and they get confused and they stumble around when you ask them hard questions and they want to get out of the conversation. They don't learn, they just stay lost. So we got angry people in one box. Then we got lost people in one box. Then we got logical fixing people who use their logic to tell you what to do and fix things all the time. And then you get these over-spiritual guys. They just have the spiritual answer to everything. They don't have an emotional answer, but they have the spiritual answer. They have a sexual problem and emotional underdevelopment, but they got all the spiritual answers. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Those are the four categories of guys that show up for some help. Yeah, and certainly, I, I mean, if we were to tease this out further and really try to think about, okay, how could, how can we describe all the guys? We'd have more boxes, but in the, in the big sense, I mean, if you were really to say, okay, the majority of the guys that show up needing help for a deep issue of sexual brokenness, these are the big boxes that we see guys in emotionally, uh, you know, and, and so that's what we're wanting to do with this particular broadcast is say, okay, Typically, what we see in men who are struggling with deep sexual brokenness issues is they've either got a strong, and I don't even want to put it in either or deal, there's these components. And I'm not saying these are all present in each man, but these are the big chunks of what we see in the men that come. You've got the guys that are very, very angry. And I would even say that anger is an issue that is present in every single guy who gets a who gets to a deep level of sexual brokenness. But again, it can manifest in very different ways. And some guys, some guys, some of these things will be more predominant in one guy versus another guy. Because sometimes your, your angry guy 
can also be your logical fix-it guy. Oh, my goodness, but, that's true. Yeah. You know, these four categories come in with every guy, mm-hmm. right? That's what you're saying. Sometimes they're angry. Sometimes they're lost. Everybody has some spiritual solutions, been to church. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is just it's if you had to look at these in terms of measurements, you might have one guy that he's got a higher measure of anger expressed than, let's say, the spiritual solutions. And then you've got one guy that he's the over-spiritualized, everything's got a Bible verse answer, and he he's he's lesser on the anger angry front. But yeah, there's some kind of mixture of these. And, and so all we're saying here, listeners, is that this is sort of the mix of what we see. And we're, we're saying this within the context of this idea of emotional detachment, because that's what we're wanting to get to here, is we're wanting to say, there's a guy who's just his default response is anger, anger, anger. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Why why does he rush off into anger and and how has that become his coping mechanism and why does that mean he's an emotionally detached person? Doesn't that mean he's very emotionally attached? He's totally attached to his anger. Well, one thing we know about anger is that it's the best way to stop a conversation and move away from somebody. Yes, it's very powerful. It works. It's... If you want to be alone, be angry. <laughs> Everybody'll leave you alone, right? Yeah. Because it's scary, it's strong, it's intimidating, it's immediate, and you win, right? And so, but it also comes from desperation, right? It doesn't come from a peaceful place. And also, it the generally it also comes from a place, and I don't, I don't mean this in a I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but I'm just going to shoot straight. It also comes from an immature place. Um. You know, we, we've said it before, you know, sometimes guys come to the workshop and they're, they're, show, they're throwing adult-sized fits, you know. Yes. They're, they're throwing a two-year-old fit in an adult man's body, you know. Um, and, and that's where anger, anger a lot of times comes from. Uh, and we're talking about it in the sense of unhealthy anger. Don't misunderstand us. We know that actually God himself actually commands us to be angry. There are right things to be angry about. There is a sense of justice that we are to have. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the unhealthy manifestations of anger that are essentially saying, my will was blocked, and so I'm going to respond in anger. That's interesting. I'm drawing circles and mapping this out because I've just changed my thought process while we're sitting here. Because anger and loss go together. Right? Wouldn't an angry man be lost emotionally because he's supersized anger? He doesn't mm-hmm. know. But then what are his tools? He'll fight with logic and just fix it. Or he'll tell you, you're not acting like Jesus or something spiritual, right? But he's not either. So, so this guy comes in and says to me, I have to break down the angry part. I, I'm just angry all the time. I'm just, I'm calm and nice. I love Jesus. Uh, and then my wife, you know, says something I don't want to hear, and I get angry. You know, or there's a problem, and she brings it back, and I tell her what to do, and she doesn't fix it like I told her to, and I get angry. And so my logic doesn't work, my spiritual truths don't work, and I'm confused, and then I end up angry, and I'm angry, and I'm angry. And a nice guy, a spiritual guy, a successful guy, but 
But he said, I have to really bore down into this anger issue and try to make sense out of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's true of most of our guys that come in. Um, they're either nice angry or mean angry when they pushed against the wall uh, and they've used their logic and their spirit and they're just, they're, they're spinning their wheels. So this guy comes in with his little chart and I asked him if I could borrow it. And he says, okay, I put all my anger in one box. And so every time I'm angry, I'm going, okay, I'm in my anger box right now. And he says, I have to do something with this anger box. Um, something beyond what I've done before, which is quote scripture or say a solution or say, I don't know. I've got to get past my anger. And it's like I've never pressed into my own anger. I've never seen my anger. I've never worked through it. I never mapped out my anger. I don't know my anger. I just know I say good things and my wife doesn't do them. Or I present a solution it's not accepted. And then I get mad. And I get mad, I get mad, I get mad. And it's like I have to do something with this mad part of me. So he he draws these boxes and he says, no longer will I just be angry. He draws five boxes underneath his anger box. Okay? So anger now must be decoded into its part parts. And so he says... When I'm angry, I go, okay, I'm in my anger box now. I have, to, I have to push it out of this box into one of five boxes. And the boxes are this. I have to push my anger into sadness or fear or hurt or confused or grieving. So no longer can I be angry. I have to push it out into one of these five boxes. And what you mean by that is he's pushing these out to to better refine the definition of what he's feeling. Is that correct? That's correct. That's yeah. right. Because when you were first saying that, it, it almost sounded like, and here's the solution, be sad, be fearful. Be, and what I'm hearing you say is he's just trying to better get a grasp. Because I think a lot of men do this. They, they lump everything into the big box of anger, and they don't realize that it has those nuances to it. Because it feels like that, uh, it feels like your temper. It feels angry, but it might very well be, I'm I'm sad and I don't know what to do about it, and so therefore this is the only emotion that's kind of been my default expression, which is anger. Mm-hmm. Or I'm I don't have the answer, and so I'm afraid and I'm scared of what that will look like. You know how that will reflect on me if I have to say. I don't have an answer for you. I, I don't know where to find the answer, and so I'm afraid. And so, but the only, the best way I know how to respond to that is blah, blow up, you know, and and being is that what you're saying? So he's trying to better define the refinements of that emotion, right? But he wouldn't know what he was feeling. I mean, you said it. I'm sad. Then I express anger. Yes, that's right. But he he's had to work at re, you know what they call reverse engineering mm-hmm. when something already exists. You break it into its parts and try to to figure out what are the parts that make the whole. So that's what this is. And you may be saying the same thing: reverse engineering, get back out of anger to figure out what are the pieces that are really happening in his body that he's never slowed down enough to own 
and label and know and then work through those pieces. And how does this how does this benefit then him and his process? And and what I mean by that is you know, I look at this and I go, man, this is this is pretty cool. I mean, in terms of the reverse engineering, but there's part of me that goes Wow, he went from one box to five boxes. Isn't that more to work on? <laughs> yes. You know, because I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if we could just say, I just got to work on anger. And now he's broken it down into five different parts. <laughs> I'm thinking that's more work, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's more work in the beginning. But then you have five smaller boxes. You don't have five boxes bigger than big as anger and bigger than anger. Well, you also have five boxes that I think better define what his issues really are in terms of emotional detachment. That's it, growing emotionally, right? Most of these guys are not emotionally very sophisticated. They're simple. They get angry or they get lost, right? Then they have a logical solution or a spiritual solution. That's the whole program. But we're not that simple. So, So God gave us emotions so that we could enjoy life with our emotions intact and working. So the five boxes, so this is how it goes. He get, His wife's talking, he gets mad. He gets angry, right, and upset. He goes, okay, I'm now in my anger box. Now I have to flavor. What is this? My wife is telling me a story, and something's going in my body. Am I sad? Am I afraid or fearful? Am I hurt? Am I confused or am I grieving? And so so let's just use the first one. If he breaks it from anger to sadness, then he can process out the sadness, right? I'm mad that that happened, but really I'm sad that that happened. And, and I'm mad that I didn't do something, and I'm sad that I didn't do something. I'm sad that you nobody did something. That makes me mad, but I'm really sad that nobody was paying attention. So then he can go into a sad box and do things that help him with sadness. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very simple, but I thought this was elegant in terms of emotions and understanding because one of the guys is teaching the rest of the men on this program— when you're angry, go into your angry box, then break it down. Because if you're scared, that's one of the other boxes. I'm scared right now. My wife is mad at me. You know, am I in trouble? Is she going to leave me? Does she say she doesn't want me? Does she not, is she not going to love me anymore? I'm scared right now. This is tapping something very deep inside me. And if I get angry and make her stop, I don't really do my own emotional work. So right now I'm scared because she's so upset and I don't know what it means. So now I got to use my tools to go with that box or the hurt box. My wife's mad and she wanted something and I was supposed to do it and I meant to do it and I forgot to do it. And I tried to do it, but I didn't do that good. And so she's upset. And now I'm, I'm, I feel hurt that what I did, it wasn't enough. Well, could that also go the other way? Because when I think of the hurt box, uh, the, another word that came to my mind is I feel offended. So I'm angry. So my response is anger, but really I'm I'm a, I'm offended because either you did or didn't do something that had a direct impact on me. Like let's say you made a decision that I felt like you should have included me on, and and you didn't, and so I felt hurt or offended. 
that you did. I got angry. You know, anger was my, like you said, kind of the primary emotion. But when I go and break it down into the further box, really what it is, I felt I felt offended that you didn't include me on that. Yes, and that's and, good. Not included, hurt, or not included, or not valued, right? Because I tried to do this thing for you that you wanted me to do yesterday, and I did it for you today, but today you changed and didn't want that. You wanted something else, but you, you didn't give me any credit. I, I, I'm hurt, mm-hmm. right? And then I can get mad because you didn't respect the fact that I did something that was trying to help the family, help you, help our child, and uh, had a bad outcome. But I was tr- I'm was, i hurt, right? So we've gone through sad, fear, or scared, and hurt, which could be not offended or not included. And then I think confused. Sometimes wives talk, and it's not clear they start with A, and then they go to B, and then they jump to D, and they come back to C. Or something. You know what I mean? They have lots to say, and they're emotionally processing talking. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you well, doing- and then they start going through the Greek alphabet, and we're really in trouble then, right? <laughs> but what do you want me to hear, and what do you want me to do, and I'm staying? As- and then I start getting agitated. Why are you talking? You told me part of this yesterday. You think I'm stupid? Don't you know I know that? And it's like they're talking. I, I'm starting to get confused. What do you, what, what do you want? And I think a lot of that for men sometimes thinking about how we, you know, a lot of times we gravitate towards the logical and especially those who have an engineer mind and really want things, you know, to have a a, a nice progression and everything, you know, work out. And so many times it, it manifests in this way. What's the bottom line here? You know, yeah. give me the bottom line. What's the point? And so that's where that anger comes out, right, is the anger comes out in get to the point. And to go into the, the the smaller box and say, I'm confused here because I feel like we are going in circles. We're going all over the place. Mm. And to deal with it on a confusion level, it might bring down some of the anger piece because then the confusion level says, how can I use language that might bring more clarity for my understanding? How can I ask clarifying questions? What did you mean by that? And and what are you trying to say? And instead of get to the point, you know, so it, it getting into the smaller boxes allows you to manage it in a different way. So I put I put grieving down in here. Um, and the first box is sad. And I almost think that sadness is about you. You didn't get something um, something didn't go well, and so I feel sad for you. And I, I, I just put this together sort of on the fly, but I think grieving is for me. I think there are things that, that aren't happening that we have to grieve. We're not getting things we want, and we have to grieve. Life isn't going our way. Somebody else caught a break, and we didn't. And then there's the whole ideas of our bodies are changing, and children aren't perfect, and children grow, and families, parents get older. And I mean, I think there's just things in life that we must just sit with and grieve through. Mm-hmm. So I put grieving there because it's below sadness as a sense of life is happening, and I'm not going to get as far in life as I thought, or I'm not going to get that top position that I thought I was going to become the president of the company, and I'm stuck, you know. 
So we've got a couple minutes left, Stephen. So how does this emotionally detached man who is breaking down, let's just take, for instance, the anger box, he's breaking these things down. How then does he move? I know that's one step toward, you know, more emotional attachment and health, but how does he continue to press forward? How can we help our listeners move forward in in, in emotional attachment and health? Well, I mean, I, I agree this is like elementary schoolwork, but I don't want to undervalue this. I, I, I think if, if there is a few angry people out there that break it down and press in instead of act out anger, I think it's huge. I, I think it's important for relationship development. If you don't do emotional work, you don't enhance your relationships. And I mean with everybody, with spouses and kids and parents and church members, right? We need to have greater emotional development or it's easy to live detached. So emotional work is the opposite of detachment. And what we have to remember is many children growing up from difficult families were were told, don't think, don't talk, don't feel. We don't care what you want. Don't tell us. I don't care. I'm too busy right now. And so so we shut down all of our processing of feelings and went outward. But we have to sort of go back in and, and mature and grow. But I will give a specific here, and that is if you have a problem with anger, get some anger books and just start reading and digging into the topic. Yes, and listeners, I would also suggest that these are this is a great uh, time to also consider getting into some counseling. Counseling can be a great place to sort of unpack these things, kind of get into these boxes, so to speak, and start digging in and learning how you can uh, practice healthy habits in order to learn how to emotionally attach. If you would like some help in this area, please contact us, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. 